You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. Welcome back to the show, friend. We are freaking happy dancing that you chose to tune in to today's episode. This episode is meaty, so buckle up. We are excited to dive in. This one's for anyone wanting to start a business or anyone who has recently decided to take their hobby to the next level and officially make it a business. So many times when starting a business, there are a bajillion questions that pop into your head and no one, it feels like, can give you a roadmap of what to do, in what order, and how. Well, that confusion ends today and we are here to make it easy peasy lemon squeezy for you. In today's episode, we are going through the top 11 things you need to do when you first start a business. We are covering the more technical side of business things that people so often look over or forget in their haste to start posting on Instagram and Facebook. Like, hold your horses, friends. We are covering bank accounts, business names, EINs, and so much more. You ready to get nitty gritty with us today and start your business off on the right foot? Let's do this. Hey, you. Yes, you listening to this podcast. Do you feel like you've lost all passion, motivation, and creativity? If your hand is raised high to the sky, it sounds like you might be struggling with a little thing we like to call burnout. And let me just tell you, you are not alone in that struggle. We've both struggled hard with burnout in the past couple of years, pushing ourselves beyond our boundaries without any time to rest. Yeah, let me tell you, it is not fun. Over the last year, we've been diligent in setting up boundaries to combat burnout. And let me tell you, we have learned a thing or two. If you've been here for a while, you know we are all about sharing the love and helpful info at The Heart University. That is why we want to share our tools and strategies to help you deal with feeling completely depleted. Because as business owners, we are all at risk of burnout. So if you're on the edge and needing help prioritizing rest in your schedule, look no further. We have a freebie ready for you to download and implement into your life. Snag at theheartuniversity.com forward slash burnout. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right, I am so excited for this episode. As Evie mentioned in the intro, we are focusing like on all the not fun quote-unquote things that people don't think about when starting a business or that they think about, but they're like, Oh, I'll get to that. Cause everyone just like goes immediately to like the flashy fun marketing stuff. Um, and just forgets a lot of the technical details that are very, very important. I also will say we're not really covering like the, the product development or like the craft skill building side of starting a business, because that's like a whole other topic, trust us. And I guess when we're starting this list, we are assuming that you're already working on creating your product or gaining experience doing your service for free in exchange for portfolio experience. And then, you know, getting a small clientele base from that free work. So that, I mean, that is a step in and of itself, but that's, that's kind of a separate category from what we're talking about today, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. We're covering like the business back end logistical, like legal side of things that 
can often, in my experience, feel the most overwhelming and the most daunting. Yeah. All right, let's let's cover this. So right, but we wanted to preface that just just because if you're like looking at this entire list, you're like, well, how do I get clients? Yeah. If I don't have any experience or work, it's it's like, well, yes, you need to do that as well. But that's like aside from this list, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. All, All right. right. Let's dive on in. Number one, decide on your business name. Now, before you brand your whole business or start trying to get emails or domains that are already taken or trademarked or get a letter from somebody being like, hey, you are infringing on my trademark for my business name. <laughs> Back off. Rebrand. Like... Make sure you n- none of that do you want to have happen. So make sure you do some hefty research to ensure that the name is available. Check social handles, check the trademarks. You know, you could you can do on literally just Google like trademark checker. I'm sure it'll pop up. So do your research before deciding on your business name and then just find when it comes to your business name, find something that you feel is going to be timeless, that means something to you, that you feel is easy to communicate. Um, do you have any other thoughts on like that, Lindsay? I would say like easy to communicate in the sense of like, make sure it makes sense for what you're Mm -hmm. doing. Um, like don't just pick something cause it's cute. Uh, Like, you know, there's like a whole, maybe we should do an episode on literally how to name your business. That would be maybe a good, if you want that, let us know. Um, (laughs) cause I'm like, we could go off the deep rails of, of this alone, but I'm just like, as long as it makes sense, I know, especially in the photography world or the, maybe the service-based world, there's the question of like, should you name it after you or like your name or, or something else? And I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to it. As long as it clearly communicates like what you're doing, which obviously if it's just your name, obviously that might not make sense for what you're doing, but like, it's still, it's like branded around you. Mm -hmm. I'm getting too much into this, but basically (laughs) just make it make sense, make it smart, check like, so, uh, Evie said, check social handles and check Google domains and trademarks. Those are the three things that like most people don't check that when they start their business and make a name for themselves. And so then they pick their name and then they go to like get the .com for it and it's not available. And it's like, well, just choose wisely before you like go down that rabbit hole. Like literally anytime I'm starting a business or ideating like a side hustle that I want to start, the first thing I do is check the .com and check the Instagram handle. Like obviously there's more important things or well, like more things than that. But those are like the first two that I'm like, if that's not available, I'm not naming that name. (laughs) Yes. I love it. Okay. Number two is to set up a business email. So Google Workspace is our personal favorite for this. This is basically where you're able to have a customized like email handle. I just... I love it. Not only does it allow you to have like within Google Workspace, like an organized workspace where you have like your Google Drive that's all under that and, uh, you know, all sorts of different things. But I also feel like there's a level of professionalism when you're sending like emails and you're like, oh, it's, it's love, love flower girl at hotmail.com, you know, whatever. Like there's versus when you're like, hey, it is, you know, Sarah at myprofessionalbusiness.com, you know, like your actual business name. Um, there's a level of professionalism there. So I, I don't know. I think that adds to your client experience. That's definitely one of those like optional things. I think Lindsay for a while used like at Gmail. Yeah. I used Mrs. Lindsay Roman at gmail.com and I used that for a while. So when we're saying like set up a business email, you don't have to go for like the G suite, Google workspace immediately. Just get something that's separate from your personal email is, is the main point here. But to Evie's point, it does add a little bit higher level of professionality when you do choose like your name or hello or admin or maybe not admin, but you you get it like whatever at 
yourbusinessname.com. And obviously that means that you would own the domain, which goes back to the first point of choose wisely. Um, Mm -hmm. The other thing I will say is when you have, when you are maybe expanding your business and you have uh, like a G suite email address. So like, hello, like hello, or mine, Lindsay at lindsayroman.com. Perfect example. Those email addresses are less likely to go to spam or junk purely because you have to pay in order to have them. Whereas Mrs. Lindsay Roman at gmail.com, any Joe Schmo could do that for free. And so when, when like categorizing spam in your inbox, Google will prioritize a little bit higher G Suite emails because you have to pay for them. And obviously they're not expensive like at all, but just, you know, keep that in mind. Yes. I love it. Okay. Number three. All right. Number three is to set up the actual like legal entity of your business. So we recommend either a sole proprietor or an LLC, a limited liability company. Now we're not going to go into the the nitty gritty of like what those mean and how to do it because we have past episodes on that. So highly recommend checking out our past episodes, episode 23, episode 57, and episode 272. Those all really talk about like the legalities of your business, what the benefits of sole proprietor versus LLC are. Basically, the, the bottom line here is that legally for tax purposes, like you have to have your business be an entity of mm-hmm. itself um, to pay taxes. And then with specifically with an LLC, that obviously separates your business from you in the event that you get sued and it just protects you in other ways as well. So that's just... Uh, something that I think a lot of people are like, yeah, I'll get to it eventually. I'll do it down the road. Um, and I just would, anytime you're starting a business and you're, you have the intention to like genuinely make it a business, um, even part-time, I would do this. Yeah. Uh, like I, this Top is priority. You, you, you need to do it. I said yes. like, I would do this. No, you like, you need to. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay. Number four is to apply for an EIN with the IRS. Now that probably sounded like I just said an ABC with the XYZ. Um, An (laughs) EIN is an employee identification number with the Internal Revenue Service, so the IRS, basically the tax, the tax people. Monster. (laughs) I was going to say meanies, but I was like, yeah, that's unnecessary to say. (laughs) I mean, is it though? (laughs) So if you choose to file as an LLC, then you'll need an EIN. So basically, if you're a sole proprietor, and this might be getting too nitty gritty, but just to give you a little bit of information. If you are a sole proprietor, that essentially like very, very bare bare bones means that you are operating your business as like yourself and you are filing, you know, your business taxes and your personal taxes under your personal social security number. Whereas when you become an LLC, it becomes a totally separate business entity and you basically essentially need your own like tax ID number, which is what's called an EIN. So an employee identification number. It's like, it's like the business version of a social security number. Exactly. And then that's what you use. That's the number you use to file your business taxes through. Um, and it goes like, yeah, it, it basically is like the social security number for your business where you can, you know, get business credit cards through that number. You can set up business bank accounts through that number. You can file your taxes through that number, all that stuff. So if you are choosing to establish your business as an LLC, then the next thing after establishing the LLC itself would be to get an EIN from the IRS. Beautiful. All right. Next, we've said this in past episodes many a time, but still worth uh, noting. Number five is to set up a separate business bank account. Now, this is like, I would recommend doing this even before you've ever got paid, in my opinion. And 
basically that means that you open up a business bank account that is separate from your own personal bank account that you use for just like normal living. Um, and that you would get paid then and put that money into your business bank account and then pay all of your business expenses, whether that's equipment, subscriptions, travel or meeting fees or anything like that. Like literally any money that you are paying, uh, for your business would come out of that bank account. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, you just want to separate it. It makes taxes and, and running your business 10 times easier. It's also way, 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 way easier to see like the livelihood of your business as it's growing because you, it's separated from the convoluted mess that is like your life. If you include all of that in your personal bank account, it just tax accountants will probably hate you and they and you will be a good situation. And you will hate yourself. The first couple of years of my business, I had everything running through my personal account and oh Lord almighty. Oh, you did? Oh yes. Oh, honey. Oh, it was the biggest. I mean, granted, this was when I was like, still like, I was still in high school. I was still like a hobby, like photographer, but I was, I was being paid. Yes, I was being paid for shoots and I was buying equipment and different things. And I vividly remember one tax season, I think it was, I think it was my second year. I did maybe I only did it one year because I remember. I think I might have been one and done. I don't remember, but I had to print out my like fifty pages of bank statements and go through with a highlighter and highlight everything that was business because it was so difficult to separate the two. Oh, my, it was, also I don't know if you do this, but like I mean, I still have to do this technically for like bookkeeping now. Like if I have, if I, if they don't know how to categorize, like my bookkeeper doesn't know how to categorize something, I'll have to go back and yeah. like, remember what a purchase was for. Is it, does anyone else like have the absolute worst time doing that? Cause you're, you look at like, and it's not clear. It's not like it's from Amazon where you're like, Oh, I can look at exactly what that purchase was. And no, it's like, it's like, it's from a random purchase that you have no recollection. I literally was like, I, I'm so sorry. I have not a clue. I don't know what I paid $30 for four months ago. Like I just, Nope. Well, I can. That's what monthly bookkeeping is supposed to be for. But yeah, that year, going back a whole year, was a headache. So don't make my mistake. Get a separate business account from day one. I promise you, you will save yourself. I mean, it took me days. It was the biggest headache of my life. So don't do that. (laughs) Do avoid my mistakes. Learn from me. Okay, number six is going to be buy contract templates. This one is huge for protecting your butt. If you are earning even five cents like literally from a client or project, if you are earning a penny, you need to have a contract in place now. I, like mm. we're not just trying... Uh, anyone who says that, any business educator, any lawyer, anyone who's saying that is not saying it because they're trying to scare you or because they're trying to like take your money. It's because contracts are in place for a reason. Legalities of like protecting yourself are very important in business. Like it can make or break your business from day one. So we, if you're feeling overwhelmed though, and you're like, I don't even know where to look, where to start, what's a good contract, what's a reliable one, like what what has good clauses in it and is you know made by a really good lawyer. We work with Paige Griffith of The Legal Page and have even created our own contract with her that we sell in our shop as well as we sell some of hers. She is just fantastic. Her contracts are amazing and they are worth the investment. So if you want 10% off of your contracts with us and Paige, go to theheartcontracts.com and snag those today. You do not have to buy those contracts. However, those are the best that we've ever found in the industry and we cannot recommend them enough. 
And she's also like a lawyer as well as a creative small business owner. She was a photographer forever. So she knows the creative industry space. And I will say she doesn't just have contracts for photographers. Like if you're sitting there and you're like, oh wait, I'm an interior designer. Like she has, like she has over, I think like hundreds and hundreds of contracts. So you'd probably be surprised. You're like, oh, does she have this though? Like I would check (laughs) because there's a lot. But, uh, okay. Number seven, finally, we get to the fun stuff, guys. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Set up an Instagram or a Facebook page or both. Um, and I think this is often what people first do before all the previous steps. Cause it's like the most outward facing, I guess you're like, Oh, I'm starting a business. Let me make a Facebook page. (laughs) It's like, that's just, it's, it's, I mean, I did the exact same thing. So I'm rolling my eyes at myself, but like literally (laughs) that's what we always gravitate towards because it's fun and flashy. Um, but truly if you're wanting to start a legit business, like the previous steps, you know, are so important for setting yourself up for success. Like genuinely, like you're, you're messing with like money and accountant and like, IRS. So don't mess around with that stuff. But, uh, you know, now that we've kind of established like the more logistical side, now we can maybe start dipping our toe into the fun stuff. And maybe you're like, maybe that's not fun for me. And you know what, whatever marketing is necessary though. Um, okay. (laughs) Let me get to it. So remember in step one, when you decided to name your business name and like you secured your social media handle, right. Cause you named it smartly, right. Well now like you want it to be consistent. So this is why like that first step we recommend like checking Instagram handles even before you name your business because you don't want to be like, like Sarah Lee photo one, two, five, six, underscore six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to, you ideally in a perfect world want to have your handle. And, and like, we don't even follow this sometimes. So it's like, it's, this is not a perfect situation, but in a perfect situation, you would want your handle, your Instagram handle to match your dot com like google domain now again we don't even follow like literally i'm mrs lindsay roman and it's lindsayroman.com evie is evie rupp still i guess i don't know when you're gonna change it but like and then she's evelyngrace.com so like again it's not the end of the world it's not mean it does not mean you cannot grow success with it but like that's what you're shooting for and so if, if you can i go back to you know picking your business name strategically but okay now now is the time to actually set uh, up an Instagram and Facebook page and start creating and making, you know, that content, which is kind of why we preface this list at the beginning of saying like, Hey, we're setting aside the the idea that you are already like working on your product or, or doing free, you know, experiences or shoots or whatever, if you're a photographer in exchange for free work to then start using as marketing content. And now, yeah. And this is kind of where you start that is, you know, posting on Facebook, posting on Instagram. Um, so that is, that is, I guess where we would start. And like, obviously we're not going to go into the strategy behind that because there is like literally 500 more episodes of this podcast that will tell you how to do that. Um, so go look at those, but this is obviously, I think an important step in the process. Now, again, it's not the only way to market. You don't have to use social media if you, if you don't want to. Um, but if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably interested in marketing on social media in some capacity. Cause we, that's a topic we don't shy away from on this show a lot. So you're probably in welcome company. (laughs) I love it. Hey, heart fam. We had to interrupt this episode real quick to share with you something that's revolutionized our workflow. Everyone always asks Evie and I what the number one investment is that we've made in our businesses. Without a doubt, the best investment we've ever made to get our life and time back is HoneyBook, a client relations management software. We both use HoneyBook every single day and legit could not live without it. 
It's an all-in-one project management tool that's designed specifically for creative entrepreneurs. I honestly don't know what I would do without HoneyBook. It streamlines everything. Email conversations, client workflow, contracts, invoicing, calendar integration. HoneyBook literally coordinates everything for my business. They thought of everything that a creative entrepreneur could need and combined it all in one place. From templates, brand customization, an app so that you can send invoices while you're on the go, all the way to the little ka-ching sound your phone makes every time you get paid, aka my favorite part. (laughs) HoneyBook gives you the ability to streamline an excellent client experience from your fingertips so you no longer have to spend 24-7 working in your business and you can finally get back to living your life instead. Guys, we know you're going to love HoneyBook just as much as we do. In addition to a free seven-day trial, we have an exclusive offer just for our podcast listeners. 50% off your first year of HoneyBook. Guys, that's a $200 value. All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart. Or you can check out the link in our show notes. If you're enjoying what you're getting in this podcast for free, then you're about to get your mind blown with what we offer in our educational courses. If you're ready to uplevel your business, serve your clients like never before and reach revenue goals that you've barely dared to dream of, then we're ready to help. Our courses are packed full of tools, formulas, strategies, and resources to help you kick freaking butt in biz. Whether you choose the photo major, a complete course for photographers, or the content photo minor, a mini course on how to finally slay your content photos for your blog, Insta, headshots, whatever, you will walk away with more knowledge than you ever thought possible. And here's the reality. We are here to see you succeed always and forever. And that is why we created each and every one of these courses. To check them out for yourself, read the reviews and look at each course syllabus, go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash courses. That's theheartuniversity.com forward slash courses. Okay. So number seven was set up you know, your Instagram and Facebook and begin to utilize those. And then number eight is to set up your website. So having a website that is a foundational hub to share who you are, what you do, and how people can buy your product or your work with you is absolutely vital. So don't freak out though. Like the one thing, the reason this comes after the Instagram or the Facebook page is oftentimes websites can be really daunting, especially if you have never touched any sort of website creation or anything like it in the, in the past. It can be overwhelming. It doesn't have to be. And we've tried to create a lot of content here on the podcast and um, through you know the Heart University shop and, and freebies and different things to really help make it as easy and attainable as possible. But the reality is when you are first... like I remember when I was going to create my first website, oh, Gosh, it was awful. But when I went to create it, I was so overwhelmed. And so I'm sure you also might have some of the same feelings or have felt some of those same feelings. So do not freak out if you start your business without a website from day one. Like you'll get there. We highly recommend Show It um, as a web platform. And we even have a bunch of Show It website templates in our heart shop that give you a beautiful, custom, branded, beautiful website for literally a fraction of the cost that it takes to hire a web designer to actually make you a custom website. So you do not need a like brand freaking spanking new, perfectly customized website when you're first starting your business. Sometimes you just need to get scrappy and do something like... I don't know, get something up there that communicates who you are and what you do. We love our website templates. You can also 
grab a free one from, you know, Squarespace or show it or whoever your host is and just put something up and recognize that, Hey, it's not going to be like the best thing in the whole world from day one. I have to start somewhere. So Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to check out our website templates though, those are linked in our show notes. We are obsessed with them and we created them with you in mind. So number eight would just be start up your website, begin like working on that and get that ready and up. Cause that is one of the biggest pivotal key professional landing spots. Like it's the storefront of your business. Mm -hmm. Well, and I would encourage, don't try I know so many people out there like want to make it perfect before publishing it and making it go live. Something is better than nothing in my opinion. Um, And so as long as it's even bare bones, as long as it clearly communicates like who you are, what you do and what you offer and, and gives people a way to contact you, that's okay. Like that's, that's it. It doesn't have to be like the most beautifully branded thing in the world. Like you can get to that place eventually, but just like get something up on the internet, right? After that, number nine is to get a client relation managed. Wow. Cannot talk. Get a client relations management system. Now, because, because the next question you're probably thinking is like, okay, I'm, I'm going to start my business. I might be, you know, working on free content or free products or like working on my, I think we're mostly talking about services here. So I'm just going to use the photography example, but like I'm doing free shoots and I'm trying to, you know, get work in order to actually, you know, get paid sessions and, and, and weddings or whatever. But as you start getting inquiries or interest, you're going to be like, okay, wait, well, you told me I have to have a contract. Okay, great. How do I send that to the, like, how do I logistically sign it? Like have, have people sign it or like, okay, I need, I need payment, but like, how do I, how do I get paid? How do I like organize all the details, especially for like sessions and weddings, like when you don't want to double book your calendar. So like all of those questions start coming up. And I remember when I first started, I got scrappy, which there's nothing wrong with getting scrappy, but I like would use DocuSign to sign like contracts digitally, or I would mail the contract to them. That's just, just don't do that. There's smarter (laughs) ways to do that. (laughs) And then to organize like how much people had paid me, but then how much they still owed. And then like any details, I literally just like got scrappy on like a Google doc yep. <laughs> again. There. It's, yeah. It's, it's not the work. Like you're, you're trying, you're doing stuff and there is no shame in that game. However, there's a smarter way to do that game and it's called a client relations management system. So if you've heard us talk about HoneyBook on the show at all, that's what that is. Uh, basically in HoneyBook, you can send invoices, you can send contracts, you can send questionnaires, which is so freaking helpful, especially for weddings. You can uh, save email templates. So that way you're not crafting a unique email every freaking single time you send something to a client. Um, you can set up workflows that remind you that either automatically send stuff for you or that like send you notification reminders to do something. Um, it just like, it literally does so much. It, it attached it, wow, words. it uh, aligns with your Google calendar. It attaches to QuickBooks. It's basically like, I mean, it's, it's called a client relationship management software. Like that's literally what it is. It's like all in one. And I think it's so vital to have something, especially as you're starting to grow your business that is all in one versus just mm-hmm. like doing it yourself on a freaking Google doc and working with DocuSign. And then, but then you're like, well, how do I get paid? Oh, I guess PayPal. Like it's just like all over the place. And it's just so nice to have it all in one spot. So we use HoneyBook. We absolutely love it. And we, we've promoted it on the show before, but like genuinely for a reason, we have used it every single day in our business since we started it. And it's life-changing. So if you want to get 50% off your first year with HoneyBook and save $200, you can use the link in our show notes. But again, like genuinely life-changing. It's just going to set you. You just need something like this if you're trying to get in business regularly because it, it'll save you so much headache. 
Yes. Yeah. And in addition to HoneyBook, I just want to throw out there, there are other CRMs out there. There's Dubs Auto, 17 Hats, and there's others. I started with Dubs Auto and I mean, nothing, no shade on it. I know so many people love it. I personally found that HoneyBook worked a lot better for me and I really love a lot of things that are offered within HoneyBook. So I ended up switching, but I, Dubs Auto was fantastic. I know people love 17 Hats. So there's there's different systems out there as well. If you are currently working with one of the other ones and you're like, oh, does, is this one okay too? I'm sure it probably is. But I would say the top two in the service entrepreneur industry is HoneyBook and Dubs Auto. And we personally love HoneyBook. So get your, your ducks in a row with a client relations management system. And then next, this one is a little photography specific. Like... But I think it's just as a, a really big one in well, it's, setting. It's vital for photographers. And I don't know. We try to think of an equivalent for non-photographers. And I don't think there... I, I, unless it was like a specific niche, I don't think that there is... Like, I, in my opinion, like the, the equivalent of it, basically, it's to get a gallery delivery system. Let me just say that before we... Because <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, if we were talking to like interior designers, I'm sure that we would recommend like some sort of like software that you would use to design your home and then deliver it to a client, right? Like like the, you know what I'm saying? Like the, yeah. the delivery of like the product. Yeah. That's basically what this would be for other entrepreneurs. Yes. But it, the, we know that just the truth of the matter is that like 90% of you listening are photographers. So we're going to put this on the list. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. Okay. So get like this just adds when you have a gallery delivery system, this just adds like a, a professional presentation to your business and brand that is so game changer. So that's why it's on like some of the top things to do when you're first starting out. Like I remember the days when I used to burn my photos onto either a USB drive that I'd just buy from Staples. Like it wasn't even one of those like custom pretty like wooden (laughs) engraved ones from like Etsy. No, no, no. It was like just bought from Best Buy or Staples or even onto like a CD-ROM. And then I would like mail that to my clients. Like Oh, baby, baby Evie was learning. Baby Evie started somewhere and amen, hallelujah for that. But I cannot recommend changing as quickly as you can to like a gallery delivery system that is professional and beautiful. We both use PickTime and we swear by it. It has so many features, so many customizations. It has like print upsell options. Your clients, when they're viewing their gallery... Can well, go... it has an entire like print shop attached to it that yes. makes it... Easier than any other gallery delivery that I've ever used. Like it literally makes it so easy just to get paid. And PickTime gives you workflows that you can set up for like sending out emails to your clients on their anniversary to remind Mm -hmm. them to like buy some prints if they haven't printed their wedding photos yet or different things like that. Like there, it is, in my opinion, the best gallery delivery service out there. But if you don't have one, I mean... I think it's going to, it's a small thing that you can do that will make a big impact on your clients. And it, I cannot recommend, like I would get it from day one. Cause I promise you people will be blown away by the presentation of your final gallery when it's put into a pick time gallery delivery professional presentation for them. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. All right. Number 11. We are, we have made it to the end of the list. If you've got this far, you are already rocking and rolling. You are set up very securely for your business. Let's go. This last one is, is less of like a, Oh, get this thing. And it's more of a do this thing. Okay. So it is pick your niche. Now you might be rolling your eyes. You might be like, you've talked about this a million times. We have, we have, we really have. Um, and we but it's for a reason to do so. <laughs> Yeah. So if you have, if you just go to episode 108, 
uh, if you want a deep dive into the why you need a niche, because I'm not going to harp on that too much right now. Um, that really like truly drives home like what, why, like in marketing and in business, people say mm-hmm. like the riches are in the niches or whatever. You get it. Bottom line, when you are first starting a business, you're probably trying a variety of things out. Uh, and maybe, maybe you just start a business and you know exactly what you want to do, which is great, but, but some people don't do that. Um, but what you're doing when you're picking a niche is you're figuring out what segment of the market that you want to position yourself in and, and what lights you up the most, what you're the best at. And in order to figure out what your niche is, you want to go into your business. uh, Like, sorry, you, let me say that again, in order to figure out a niche that you want your business to be when you're going into business, you sometimes have to try everything. And then that's what me and Evie did. When we first started our photography businesses, we did like absolutely everything under the sun. And like in doing that and exploring and and figuring out what like we loved, what we didn't love, that's kind of how we honed in on couples and and elopements and really adventurous, intimate weddings. Like that's really where we found ourselves thriving the most. And then we honed in on that. Um, And so it's no, no shame to start when you're first starting, especially in this beginning category, when you're working on doing all the above list, it's okay to be trying everything, right? And kind of figuring out where you want to like place yourself. But the reason this is at the bottom of the list is because by the time you get here, it might be time to start like, okay, let's like start maybe focusing and and zeroing in and becoming an expert and marketing to a very specific client. And again, episode 108 is going to tell you the why behind that. Um, but you basically want to speak clearly to that ideal client in a way that makes them listen. Um, and that's why, you know, you you want a niche, but again, episode 108. Yes. I love it. Okay. Take a deep breath. That was all a lot. And there's a full list there. There are truly like so many different aspects to starting and building a business, but hopefully this rundown gave you a really tangible kind of step-by-step breakdown for you to begin to dive into. And if you are wanting even more specific help, links, instructions, or anything else with anything that we put on this list, like all 11 items, or you are like, Hey, I would actually love some help with the perfecting my craft and really building my clientele. Like, you know, some tips and thoughts with like that side of things, the other side of the business building, we have a gift for you today. It is our free photography starter kit. It is totally free. It is meaty. It's probably like one of our meatiest freebies. And we just created it to help all photographers feel confident and empowered in like the nitty gritty step-by-step tangible action steps to take in starting and setting up a successful and sustainable business. So Lindsay, do you want to throw out the link for that? Yeah. So it's theheartuniversity.com forward slash photography dash starter dash kit. And if you don't want to memorize that or you're driving or anything like that, the link is in the show notes for you to easily click it. But like Evie said, is literally one of our meatiest, um, freebies ever. And it breaks down the list that we just gave you even more and gives you step-by-step links and, and helpful things. Like, like, for example, if you're like, Oh, the EIN thing, that was a great tip, but like, where the heck do I go do that? We have that link for you in that freebie. So we just make it as easy as possible for you to truly get started and kind of have the links and, and just go where you need to go and do what you need to do. But then yeah. like Evie said, in addition, we also for photographers specifically talk about the things that you are doing, like the non like business technical things on that like that's what we shared with you today, but it talks about the more perfecting your craft and like things that we 
really did in order when we were first starting our photography business to really hone in on the craft as well as the business side. So highly, highly recommend that if you are wanting to start a business as a photographer or just even get, you know, geared up. And if any of the items on this list were things that you're like, Oh, I need to really do that. We have links and resources in that freebie for you to go check out. So please go in the show notes, photography starter kit, go check that out. It is incredible. Yes. All right. Well, friend, we are so excited for you and this business you're building. We love being able to be a part of it in any small way. This podcast is such a joy for us and we hope it is a gift and a joy for you as well. If you want to come and join our Heart and Hustle Facebook group where fellow entrepreneurs are hustling, grinding, building, growing, and succeeding, please come do that. And as always, Lindsay and I are on Instagram. would love to be friends with you and cheer you on in your journey. So come on over there and follow us. All of that will be linked in the show notes as well as the freebie. And we will be cheering you on this week and can't wait to see you on the next episode.